1: Here we go, 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 here we go. This is it.
0: This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow.
1: I'm Sander Lady. So what?
0: Hello, welcome along. This is the Tuesday morning episode. Traditionally, this is the day when we delve into our mailbag, read out some of the contributions from you, the Cunters. We'll get rid of that in a minute. Uh, If you remember in the last episode, Sam, I signed up to nextdoor.co.uk for um, local gossip, tittle-tattle.
1: How's that been going for you?
0: It's all right. I mean, like I said to you, I think that this is some kind of front for, um, what do we call it, Uh, swinging, sex parties, wife swapping, whatever you want. Um, And I think that's what's going on here. And right. I had a oh, I had a piece on here and I've lost it. No, there it is. Uh, one message that I found. It says I won't name the person who's posted it, but it says, "Hi, can anyone let me know how to or where to fa- to learn about fly fishing?" Oh. I can swap a lesson for some dog grooming. Thanks.
1: Oh. There it yeah. is. There it yeah. is.
0: Fly I fishing for dog howl. grooming
1: fly fishing you've got to know all the codes haven't it's you it's code
0: isn't it it's code so uh, I'll be replying to that a little bit later on <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know how we got on in the next,
1: ep- the next episode local widows <laughs> you, could, you could you could find local widows in your area
0: that would be a good app specifically yeah. local widows
1: yeah it and you just it just lights up wherever they are yeah
0: I could infiltrate local widows couldn't I yeah, that's something to think about.
1: Did Local you know, Weirdos dot
0: Did you know that Tom and Jerry are eighty years old this week?
1: That's nice.
0: That's nice, isn't it? Been reading a thing about it. It was the 80th birthday this week. Um, it's did weird. You know, I think
1: of them as older.
0: Wow, well, eighty years. I mean, ago my dad's what, eighty.
1: My dad's eighty <clears throat> next week, and I—I probably think of Tom and Jerry as older than him.
0: Are the first, Only co- because
1: they. Only because they used to have, like, a African-American slave in their house. (laughs) Yes. Which, to me, seems like at least should be longer than 100 years ago, but perhaps that's my naivety. Well,
0: it was 1940, obviously, 80 years ago, um, Mm. and that character, Mummy Two Shoes, as she was called.
1: (laughs) Um, (laughs) I didn't know that as her name.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Mummy Two Shoes. She was kind of phased out in the 60s, and I think sort of the compilation DVDs I think she's been replaced with another character now or something like that she's not as prevalent as she was but I was reading about Uh, did you know in the early 1960s Tom and Jerry was outsourced to Czechoslovakia production
1: oh that's when it turned shit right
0: that was when it started to turn shit Mm. Um, and what they did was that they changed the names in the credits because they didn't want American viewers to think that it was it turned into some kind of communist endeavour
1: yeah, they do it. It's like, I'm surprised that during the Cold War it was allowed.
0: Yeah, it was the, the fellow who was the animator was American, but he'd moved Czechoslovakia, and he was the one who was given to do it because it was cheaper to do it there.
1: I can still do it. Yeah. No, I'll still do it. It's no problem. But <laughs> but I am moving to Prague. Don't ask me why. Um, it's There's a few business it's, opportunities, not to mention a few romantic opportunities I'm pursuing out there.
0: It's nothing to do with uh, anything, you know, to do with communism. I have not been <laughs> yeah. bought by the Soviet Union, and I'm not uh, operating as some kind of spy, but uh, don't think that.
1: For yeah. one moment. No, it's personal, it's personal business, but I would love to continue. No, no problem, I'll carry on doing the cat and mouse stuff. <laughs> That's fine, but I'm going to have to use some suppliers out there, because it's just going to be more convenient, to be honest. (laughs) Well, this is what happened.
0: Uh, MGM had revived it, because it it finished in 1957. MGM then revived it in 61. Outsourced it to a studio in Prague, to save on costs. Chicago-born animator Gene Deitch was tasked with heading the remake, but struggled with a tight budget and staff with no knowledge of the original.
1: Yeah, no. no, it is, it's A cat? What am I working with here? These guys—they got no idea. (laughs) The
0: cat's blue and the mouse is brown, and that's that's fucking all you need to know. Just get on with
1: it. Like the dynamic's simple, right? The (laughs) cat is just going about his business, trying to live its cat life, right? But there's this cunt of a mouse who will not stop (laughs) fucking about with him, right?
0: On his fucking tits day and night.
1: Non stop fucking antagonizing the cunt, right? And then the sadness, and it is ultimately a very sad story, is that the cat, the poor cunt, always is the one what ends up getting the blame for the mess and always gets punished. And it's either Mammy Two Shoes, oh, oh, hang on, we're not allowed to do her no, no we'll more.
0: Her. We'll right? get someone else
1: in. Or oh, the dog Spike. Yeah. The dog Spike always, for some reason, is on the fucking mouse's side. Right. So you got to bear that, man. But beyond that, you know, do whatever you want. You can have bits where there's a sexy cat in it. You oh, know? Oh, yeah. You can have a bit where there's a sexy mouse. You can even do historical ones where they're back in olden times and they're like the three musketeers, you know? But Just Play with it. Play with the format.
0: Whatever you do, don't end up with them having been friends or talking because then it'll be completely fucked. So then, yeah. what did they do? Fucking eight years later, made them into fucking friends.
1: They're friends, and they go on fucking adventures yeah. together. I saw a film Fuck of it when I how? actually I got really upset once watching a film about it That's because horrific. there was one. There was a Tom and Jerry film that I remember my daughter watching when she was very young, mm. and it was they were talking and they were mates on they were comrades on adventures against mm. shared sort of adversaries, and in it they were helping a a young girl and her father had been kidnapped I think it was one of these situations where the father's a scientist but he's a goody scientist but the baddies want him to help them with their bad shit and he'd been um, kidnapped and so the daughter was having to live on her own because it was a situation where I don't know where the mum was oh dead or run off with someone else I don't know she's all dead she's dead my mum's dead and now my fucking scientist dad's been kidnapped and all I'm left <laughs> with to look after me is a fucking cat and a mouse <laughs> who are mates, which is who's a weird setup the, for starters.
0: Who's meant to get the groceries in? <laughs> fucking yeah. hell.
1: So she was being cared for by Tom and Jerry and Tom and Jerry then said, we will find your dad and rescue him. And... I think it's like, you know when your kids are very young, when you've got very young kids, you're very emotional for about two years because you're never sleeping mm. and you're just traumatised by everything.
0: Edge permanently,
1: yeah. And, I, I, you know, you feel tearful sometimes. And I remember one morning sitting, you know, up at five, giving my missus a line one weekend, sitting there with my daughter watching this fucking film. And the little girl in it who reminded me of my daughter was looking out the window at the moon, out of bedroom window, all alone, lonely, and being in the house on her own, because mm. even Tom and Jerry had fucked off to rescue her dad. And she was singing about how much she missed her daddy, and dreaming of him. And anyway, I cried. That's the end of the story. I cried at a Tom and Jerry film.
0: Well, yeah, we I would have cried because they were friends and fucking speaking and all that, because mm-hmm. I couldn't stand any of that shit, but there you go. But uh, if you want to go on call not your key, you can get two tom and jerry dvds for three quid so i don't know why you wouldn't want to do that
1: yeah. now
0: free delivery and everything um a little bit more uh yeah so there was the chatters of Attia thing and then uh what was it there was a bit more where's it gone here it is uh in t- 2016 a top egyptian official tried to blame tom and jerry for rising violence in the middle east did you know mm. that
1: that's not a bad theory. Mm. I mean, I don't know, can't imagine how he's conjured it up, but I'd like to hear Doesn't it. Really,
0: I'd like to hear him justify that, because it uh, seems like a load of bollocks, but there you go. Uh, yeah, there we are, Tom and Jerry, 80. I thought I'd mention that. Can't beat a bit of that, can you?
1: Talking of animals, um, after he talked about Wojciech, the heroic army bear yeah. last week, I was sent by a friend. Um, a Wikipedia entry for a character by the name of Sergeant Stubby have you heard of him?
0: I haven't heard of him no tell me more
1: Sergeant Stubby born 1916 died 1926 was a dog and the official mascot of the 102nd Infantry Regiment in the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was assigned to the 26th Yankee Division in World War One and served for 18 months, participating in 18, 17 battles on the Western Front in World War One. Right. He saved his regiment from surprise mustard gas attacks, found and comforted the wounded. Oh, that's nice, comforted them. Oh, come oh, wounded? <laughs> oh, I'll comfort <put> you. <laughs> He's, he saved I'll, it. Yeah. I'll
0: lick. I'll lick your face. Oh, look <laughs> lick, lick, lick,
1: lick. My, uh, what was it? My son told me yesterday he'd learnt on. Oh yeah, we were talking about how you. I think he's getting a bit paranoid about coronavirus. Obviously, mm. someone's fucking told him about it. Probably Mine is his sister.
0: My love as well. I had words
1: well. with her about that.
0: Yeah.
1: Right, and uh, he, I said, yeah, you know, fuck it, fuck it. Right, you get Something it, you get it. it. Yeah. <laughs> if you. You know, listen, if you're gone, you're gone. (laughs) You've had a good run. You've had eight good years. (laughs) (laughs) That's life, son. To be honest, you know, it has its ups and downs, and the great leveller of all is we've all got to go sometime. I tell you what,
0: I've had a look at what's coming down the road towards us, and I reckon we're all best off going now. (laughs) Before I'm the fucking shit praying the for a
1: bit of coronavirus. I don't mind telling you.
0: I tell you what, we've all got a fucking massive existential crisis coming our way.
1: <laughs> no, I said, right, you know, yeah, you can go up to the doctor and get get medicine for this, that, and the other. Yeah, and he told me that in Egyptian times, they, I think it was the Egyptians. No, it wasn't. It was the Romans times. He said that the Celts. When the Romans first arrived here and encountered the Celts, Mm. the Celts still thought that they could get cured by the illness by encouraging a dog to lick their face. (laughs) 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 Fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) Go, come here, give us a big lick.
0: (laughs) Lick, 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 Come on. Dog, dog. Bring it off. I've got AIDS.
1: Come and lick it off. (laughs)
0: Well, this all ties in with the conversation I had with my daughter on Saturday, when we were out buying fabrics,
1: as you do on a Saturday morning,
0: for a school project. Well, I say projects, GCSE, fucking coursework, it's important. Uh, So we are out buying uh, fabrics, and we were talking about coronavirus, and she told me I've got nothing to worry about, because if you're in good health, uh, you can catch corona, and you'll just shake it off, you'll be alright. That's exactly right, I said this before, it's just the flu. She said if you've been really ill or if you've got AIDS, she said, um, you will probably die from it
1: if well, you None have, of those things apply to me. If if you are very elderly, if you really? have bad respiratory situation already like severe asthma. Yeah. Um if you're unfortunately like very young, you know, like you're a premature, premature baby or something. Or basically, if you're the sort of person who could die of the flu, you, you could die coronavirus. Because it's the flu. The, the, it's the flu. That's all it is. It's just a new strain of the flu. Mm. And the percentage of people dying who've got it is fucking fractional. Exactly. And that's the people who are reporting having it. Most people are going around that aren't even diagnosed. They're not even going to the doctor. So I you think, got I've got the got flu. It. Yeah. So... They're trying, they're, they're, I think the reason they're making a big, there's two reasons why they're making a big story out of it and it's on mm. all the front pages across the world. One is because is although it is just mild, you have to make a big effort to contain these things because if they spread, then yeah. there's a chance they can mutate. So you've got to like just shut it down quick, even mm. if it is just a mild thing. But the second thing is, obviously, it's the military-industrial complex and the Illuminati trying to distract us from the real yeah, stuff going on in this world. Yeah,
0: going on. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know what that is, but yeah. No. And then the, the second part of the morning out with my daughter, after we'd bought the fabrics, was we went to Costa and had a bit of, a bit of dinner. And um, she got her phone out and read out her funeral playlist to me.
1: Oh, that was my a nice, God. That was a nice father-and-daughter moment. Yeah, how touching. Fuck me. I'm that's not going to tell you anything
0: it? that was on it because it's between, you know, it's a private No, thing. That's,
1: that's, that's private between a father and his daughter.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's a, as it always has been and always yeah. should be.
1: It's a tradition.
0: Yeah. Well, that was nice. Good deal. out. He yeah. was said anyway, something about a dog. Was that the end of the story about the dog?
1: No. Stubby's <laughs> been called the most decorated war dog of World War One. War dog? Yeah. The only dog to be nominated for rank and then promoted to sergeant <laughs> through combat. So it wasn't honorary. He got a fucking promote sergeant because of his performance oh, on oh, the fucking battlefield.
0: Oh, 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 I fucking earned it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> About fucking are too. Recognising connection with an, uh, with an exhibition at the Smithso- Smithsonian Institute. Mm. Um, stubby, right, we got early life. We're doing that. Military service. Stubby served uh, in the trenches in France for eight months. Four offensive, seventeen battles. Um, he was under constant fire day and night for over a month when he first arrived in February fifth, nineteen eighteen. In April nineteen eighteen, during a raid to take Seicheprey, uh, <laughs> Stubby was wounded. Was wounded. Wounded. <laughs> wounded in the foreleg. By retreating Germans, throwing at Yeah, retreating, that's about right. Yeah, exactly. It's ain't It's a dog! Run! Throw <laughs> a fucking grenade at a dog, why don't you? You fucking vile German bastards. Nasty cuds. He was sent to the rear for con- convalescence, and as he had done on the front, he, Im- he improved morale. Well, he would, wouldn't he? A fucking dog walks in. It's going to cheer you right up.
0: Jalapeño. Jalapeno.
1: When he recovered his wounds from his wounds, Stubby returned to the trench. I want to go back. Are you sure, Stubby? Because you fought bravely and you're wounded, and maybe it's time <laughs> you went back to America. <laughs> I want to go back to the front line.
0: Oh, he ultimately.
1: <laughs> I would bring those no fucking Germans what threw grenades at me. <laughs> I want to rip their fucking balls off. <laughs> <laughs> he ultimately had two wound stripes. In his first year of battle, Stubby was injured by mustard gas. Oh, they got me, the cunts! <laughs> After he recovered, he returned with a specially designed gas mask to protect him. <laughs> Dog gas mask. Ah, let's see you fucking gas me now, cunts! <laughs> Thus, learning to warn his unit of poison gas attacks, locate wounded soldiers in no man's land, and since he could hear the whine of incoming artillery artillery shells before humans, he became very adept. Of alerting his unit when to duck the cover. Mm. Duck cunts. There's one coming, I'll tell you I can hear it with my dog ears. <laughs> He's solely responsible for capturing a German spy in the Argonne, leading to their unit's commander nominating Stubby for the rank of sergeant. He fucking huh. caught a spider mad did that cunt. Say
0: solely responsible.
1: Yeah, just did what? it on his own. Spotted the spy, jumped on him, <laughs> bit him Sat by the, the him. trouser leg, and led him to prison. <laughs> Spy following prison. the re- the retaking of Chateau, Chateau Thierry by the U.S., women of the town made Stubby a chamois coat upon which his many medals were pinned. Oh, I bet he got his leg over that night with all them <laughs> French ladies. <laughs> all <laughs> those French dogs, all them poodles. Oh, French Stubby, dog. we have heard so much about <laughs> your heroics, you nice, muscly American dog, she Hero, Edo dog. Yeah, that's fucking right. It's all true and all. Now, who's first? Over. <laughs> he was later injured again in the chest and leg by a grenade another fucking grenade uh, <laughs> fucking lobbing grenades at me non-stop at the end of the war Robert Conroy smuggled Stubby home <laughs> why would you have to sm- someone fucking nicked him after returning home Stubby became a celebrity it's,
0: it's John Noakes and Shep all over again
1: it is yeah
0: <laughs> more of at- which to come later on
1: Oh, uh, he marched in, normally led many parades across the country. He met presidents Woodrow Wilson, Calvin Coolidge and Warren G. Hardin. He also appeared on vaudeville stages, he became a celebrity. Whoa. Owned by Sylvester Z. Polly and was awarded lifetime membership of the American Legion and the YMCA. Oh, nice one. Good luck. now. So that's a bit more about, uh, there's loads more about Stubby, but I thought I'd bring him to your attention following the popularity of Wojcik the bear. Someone asked me to do a t-shirt, a top-like challenging t-shirt that just uh, said, Wojcik eats tabs, which I do (laughs) think is quite a good t-shirt idea. Yeah, Mm. that's
0: excellent. Uh, A little bit of follow-up as well from last week. Uh, I mentioned the bear that I'd seen on the way up
1: from
0: Morpeth to uh, Edinburgh near Dunbar. And Jamie Murphy's got in touch and says, the bear you speak of is the John Muir Memorial Bear in Dunbar. Well, John yeah. Muir was a naturalist and not a giant bear, says Jamie. And I've done a little bit of digging into John Muir. And he was a Scotsman who moved to America. And he was a naturalist and a botanist and all that. And he lived pretty much in the wild, discovering shit and that in the late uh, 1900s. He had a great big long beard, as you'd expect he someone who lived yeah. in the wild. Uh, and the, the most interesting bit is in the personal life section on Wikipedia for John Muir, which is always the best bit of anyone's Wikipedia yeah. page, let's be honest. It says, in 1878, when he was nearing the age of 40, Muir's friends pressured him to return to society.
1: <laughs> <laughs> John now, John. Leave sp- off.
0: <laughs> come, come back from the woods. You need to return to society, John. Please You're pressuring hit, me. Well, I don't like to be pressured.
1: <laughs> I fell under a huge amount of pressure from you guys.
0: But he did. He got married and he had two daughters. Uh, but his biography says that his heart remained wild. His wife understood his needs. And after seeing his restlessness at their ranch, she would sometimes shoo him back up to the mountains. Go on, John. Shoo. Shoo. Up the <laughs> mountains you go. Up go. you go. And it's just you bastard. It's your man there from uh, from an earlier episode. He used to go and reset his demons in the woods. It's all tied yes. in with that, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. All, all tied that, in with earlier that. episodes. He was one of the most legendary bullshitters in Manchester, was, if I remember. Yeah, same think, guy who shagged all the Man United uh, players' wives.
0: That's right. That's right. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Well, thanks for that, Jamie that, Murphy. But-
1: That's a Um, good bear story. Not as good as Wojciech, but it's good to hear about the lives of any naturalists.
0: And I said we were going to have a follow-up on John Norks as well, because we were talking about John Norks about when he left uh, Blue Peter and took Shep with him. Yeah. And angered Biddy Baxter. Well, Matt Gardner has got in touch, and he's given us a, a long, well, not too long, uh, update on it, what, what everything that happened he says the whole Noakes Shep backs the thing goes beyond what you mentioned and may paint John Noakes in a worse light oh no thought I'd bring not you up sure to speed not I want to hear this mm, well you know go, the truth go on might give hurt it to us you need it they thought I might bring you up the speed on what happened after Shep and Noakes fucked off Blue Peter yeah uh, while Noakes was Shep's guardian the BBC still legally owned the dog and said that Noakes couldn't use Shep for advertising or commercial purposes but the Beeb promised to cover all of Shep's costs from the Blue Peter budget, so Norks agreed. So I so, said, right, you can have the dog, but you can't do any fucking adverts with him, right? Or any personal appearances. You can't take him to a supermarket opening and trouser 100 quid if you're going to take the dog. You've got to do it on your own.
1: Uh, so And good luck charging full fee without the dog. Without the dog. Because let's be honest, who's fucking Nokes without fucking Shep?
0: Noakes Noakes will have been like, (laughs) fucking so-faux-so, fucking cunts. All right,
1: fine. You're driving our bargain,
0: Baxter, you fucker. Uh, Shortly after leaving the show, Noakes was furious when he found what he called his dog money. Ah, me dog money. I'm going to get by on me dog money. It's way more than I need for food for Shep. He found out his dog money had stopped, which made him angrily ring Biddy Baxter up and go fucking mental down the phone at her. Long story short, Biddy Baxter denied the dog money was ever a thing, but said the BBC would pay Shep's go with Noakes' work and other personal appearances. (laughs) Noakes was still utterly fucked off, and he and Baxter barely spoke again because the real dollar had dried up. Noakes fucked Shep off to live with some woman called Edith, who presumably loved dogs for being pets and not magic money machines.
1: Shep, we've had a good run together, but it's time we went our separate ways. I've set you up with some bird, I can't remember her name.
0: uh, And he got an identical dog to do pet food adverts and start raking it in again. Ah, the cunt. He got a shepherd like.
1: That's out of order.
0: Yeah, I, re- I vaguely remember this from the time. I remember him doing adverts for dog food, and that was a dog. It wasn't yeah, Shep. Yeah, I
1: totally do. I remember John Moe's yeah. dog food ads. Uh, and that wasn't Shet. One absolute bastard.
0: And it, it kind of. It wasn't burst Petra, a Petra a bit, very didn't it? similar
1: to Shep, though. But was Petra, Petra pre- predated Shet?
0: Petra was before Shep, I think, yeah. Because after Shep went, they got Goldie
1: because Simon Groom came on they they went into Golden Retrievers Yeah, um, because they had Goldie which was Simon Groom's you're right and then even when Goldie died they got another Golden Retriever it became the standard Blue Peter dog it's a brilliant idea to have a dog on a TV show they don't do that anymore as far as I know on kids TV shows but just to have we're the presenters and this is our fucking dog that hangs around with us all the time
0: what are you going to do about it?
1: Yeah, exactly. It's like we've got a fucking dog. <laughs> That's normal. And it, you should have a dog as well, dickhead. Also Show your mum and dad. should have dogs.
0: Oh, the yeah. X Factor. Who presents that now? Is it still Dermot? He should
1: have a fucking Dermot dog Dermot should with him. walk on stage with a fucking dog. Yeah. And the dog shouldn't play a big role. Yeah, it's he just shouldn't there. do tricks. He should just say, this is my dog, yeah. Terry. Or whatever yeah. the fucking dog's called. <laughs> and he goes, oh, got- sit there.
0: We we should introduce our animals more into this podcast. You've got we Nelson there. A, well, I've got Oscar.
1: Yeah, I've got you Nelson. Know.
0: We should um, introduce them more into it and maybe well, get Nelson, to do their own as podcast. as you know,
1: often tries to fucking involve himself by climbing yeah, all so over the fucking true. microphone when we're recording. Yeah. I don't want to pander to his fucking already rampant ego.
0: Mm. Well, it says, yeah, so... Um, Got an identical dog to do pet food adverts and start raking it in again, the greedy bastard. According to accounts, this subterfuge led to a deeper rift between Noakes and Biddy Baxter. <laughs> and I think Biddy Baxter, from what I gather, is someone who was not to be crossed from everything I've no. heard about her. A hard, hard taskmistress Yeah. Blue Peter. She ran I Blue bet. Peter like a fucking...
1: Was she still around like like a a when bacon camp. got done for doing all the iron filings? Oh, I don't know. Possibly... Yeah. She would have been fucking livid about Should that, have wouldn't a she? Fucking wig at that, hey, yeah. Bacon, it's Baxter here. <laughs>
0: what What's all this fuck? I've
1: heard about you on the fucking gear?
0: It's <laughs> 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 not we got, on. We got one rule on Blue Peter: keep it in house.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, you're out fucking gallivanting around the West End doing it in fucking carsies, <laughs> like you're fucking, like you're not even a Blue Peter man. <laughs>
0: You're sacked. You're sacked. I'm bringing in that John Leslie lad
1: who hangs around. He seems like a good lad. He's, I tell you what, one <laughs> thing about him, he's as pure as the fucking driven snow, that con, He won't give us a moment's trouble.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when did Biddy Baxter leave Blue Peter? 1988. Oh, so yeah, that, was, have been that before, was way
1: before Bacon started wasn't getting on yeah. it.
0: It all went to shit when she went, didn't it, then? Because ba- uh, Bacon and... Leslie and all that sort of thing. It went yeah. to shit when Sarah Green left, me. That's when it went to shit.
1: Top flag kind machine. What are you listening to this shite for? It's not even scouts.
0: Yeah, this is from Stephen Harley. And he says, My granddad, brackets Papa, was Polish and served in the Polish army from his boyhood years. He was separated from his family and after the war, arrived in the UK as a refugee where he worked and spent the rest of his life in Scotland. He never used to say a lot about that period of his life, understandably, but he did, however, tell us about Wodchek. So this is a man who had first-hand experience of Wodchek the bear.
1: Mm. Uh,
0: He says, uh, Wodchek used to steal the soldiers' fags, was given beer to drink, and was great at lifting the shells. He said generally he was pretty chilled out for a bear who was fighting a war (laughs) I'm pretty chilled out, you know. There's a war going on, but you know, I'm a fucking bear. I can handle it.
1: You know what my motto is? It is what it is. That's what I always say. It is what it is. You just got to get up in the morning and get on with things.
0: And I think, as that fellow on the podcast said, when your time's up, that's it. You know.
1: Listen, right. Who, the war, who's in charge of it, how long it goes on, what happens, that is not Bear business. That is the business of human presidents, leaders, million miles away from humans, the likes of me.
0: Humans in suits in air-conditioned offices. Suits, they're
1: the ones, as usual, pulling the fucking levers, right? I'm just a fucking bear. Um, and, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. I'll and just you keep on. going until you're gone. And then when you're gone, well, you've got nothing to worry about no more, have you?
0: That's why I don't give a fuck about how many fags I eat or how much beer I drink, because, you know, you can't take it with you. You, know, I, you could be hit by a fucking bus tomorrow. Yeah. Look, at, think of it that way. Just fucking chill out. Add some fags in your guts. Get on with it. He said oh, generally, this is good. He says generally, he was pretty chill for a bear who was fighting a war. But when he got a bit rowdy, the soldiers grabbed him by the bollocks and he would calm down again.
1: Whoa! <laughs> fucking hell! Respect Whoa. to the fucking soldiers. I've hey. got any
0: fags? Where's me fags?
1: Come here, to Cal- check. Whoa! Calm it down. Get all boy. Oh, these are getting a fucking squeeze. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, all right, I'm fine, I can calm down. <laughs> Last thing I need is me fucking bear balls being crushed.
0: <laughs> Fair enough, mate, you made a good point. Good point, well made. That's all just, let's just fucking chill out for a bit. This war, sorry. This sorry, war is getting to all of us, isn't it?
1: It can get to me sometimes. <laughs> I admit, even me it can get to me sometimes I miss miss my normal life on Sibby Street (laughs) bare Sibby Street anyway
0: (laughs) and Stephen ends the email Uh, my papa passed away a year or so ago in his 90s I miss him and his occasional stories of this type he also once crashed a shovel off the head of a colleague down the pit because he was racist to him
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh my god (laughs) hey you don't scare me. I serve in army with a fucking bear. <laughs> used to eat fags. I eat fags with bear. I'm not scared of you, pit man, with your racist opinions. Bang! <laughs> smash. I smash you. Now, where's He's... my tough <laughs>
0: And my apples. Mm. Yeah, Steve says, I crashed a shovel off the head of a colleague down the pit because he was racist. He was a character. Certainly was. Stephen, if you've got any more stories from Papa... Would love to hear them and read them out because he sounds Papa. fucking great, Papa. I Papa,
1: guess that's a great, Polish, great name. Polish for granddad. I hope when I'm granddad, I'll be called Papa. Yeah. Can't wait um, to be a granddad. I was talking to my missus about that the other night. Mm, well, I was like, can't you fucking not wait to be a grandparent? There's no rush. Fucking it.
0: The kids, are fucking just like-
1: dreamland. <laughs> I don't want my kids to have kids young. Mm. I'm not saying that. I'm not in a rush, but I it's something to look forward to.
0: Yeah. Well, when I was having the conversation with my daughter about a funeral playlist, mm. I mentioned being a granddad, and she says that's not going to happen. She's not going to have kids. Really? She Why not? She doesn't like kids. Oh. Um, they uh, cost too much money. Yeah. University is ridiculously expensive. She yeah, doesn't well, she's want, fucking right there about the money. She doesn't, money. She doesn't <laughs> want to have any. So that's that's that. I mean, my son might have some kids at some point where he hasn't decided yet. But, yeah. Uh, she says. She says. My daughter says that her mum has just told her that she will. Have children, mm. and that she does want to have children, but she oh. doesn't know that yet. <laughs> oh, interesting. Every daughter's like, oh, "I don't, I don't want any. No, no, you do, you do want. Hidden some.
1: maternal instincts that would come yeah. out once you're a bit older, maybe. You do. Uh, so there we are. Complex, yeah, I don't it? know. I mean, you know, uh, of course, the likes of our daughters will probably start going on about how it's too much of a cruel world to bring children into. As well, I think that's they? already
0: starting. I think a lot of couples now get dogs instead of having kids. So couples in their twenties, you see that sort of thing where they don't seem to have any desire whatsoever to have kids because it's a um, the fucked up world, isn't it?
1: Right, ah, that's their excuse. They just want to save a few quid and have some lions at the weekend, don't they?
0: Well, you can blame them? Mate.
1: No, I suppose you're all right. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't mind those things. <laughs> <laughs> right,
0: that's it for this episode. I think we've. Um, Covered the whole of the human condition yet again.
1: Yeah, we have. Yeah,
0: pretty much. Uh, that, yeah, that's
1: the world to rights dickheads. I haven't forgotten about the uh, write your own adventure stuff. Um, I'll probably do the next chapter of that on uh, Friday because I've yet put the the poll up for what I get a Friday next.
0: thing. Yeah, yeah. All right, thanks for your contributions. As ever, keep them coming. All the usual topics and subjects and all that, and anything you think we might be interested in. TTFN, dickheads.
1: Keep it county.